Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The 11 to 1 show. It's almost here. The most anticipated series is due to return to Netflix for the final series. And we have exclusive interviews with the cast. That's on the way after Journey. Journey, don't stop believing in LMFM's 11 to 1. And it has been quite a wait for fans of The Crown. But the wait is nearly over. Season 6 is about to arrive, starring Imelda Staunton as Queen Elizabeth, Jonathan Price as Prince Philip, and tomorrow, November 16th. Okay, so it's going to be in two instalments. The first four episodes are being released tomorrow. And then the remaining six are going to be on the 14th of December. I know, I know, they're sort of making us wait halfway through. Try not to binge them all in one go is what I'm going to say. But our guy, our reporter from FM 104, our sister station, Sean Monsanje, what a lucky guy. He got to catch up with the cast of The Crown. And he started off by asking Elizabeth Debecki, who plays... Diana, of course, lots, lots of questions to ask her. But he started off by asking her, you know, how, what was it like getting into the role and how did she, you know, imitate Diana perfectly? And this is what she had to say. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what people ask me that. And I feel like they want, they, that they want like um, an answer that like it was like a magic trick or something. The answer is it took a really long time and I was really disciplined about it. And I, I took it very seriously because I think when I said yes to this job, which I said yes very quickly, I mean like immediately. And it was only really when I walked away from Peter Morgan's house and I sort of got halfway down the block and I stood there and thought, oh, what have I done? How on earth do you do this? How? I had no idea. It felt like this completely insurmountable task. I was firmly stood in the camp of all of humanity who just sort of look up at Diana and think there is an angel person. How do you become that? Or how would you ever get anywhere near that? Um, And then, so I guess I kind of broke the bubble of like being in my own head by just doing what I usually do as an actor, which is research, a lot of really disciplined practice, I worked with a movement coach. I worked really, really hard on the voice. The voice was really difficult for me at first. It is such a different way of speaking the melody, but also it felt so important to get it right because it's something that people remember. It's kind of imprinted into your collective memory, like sonically, you know, and so I thought 
well, I, I have to do it properly, then I have to give people that little sort of jolt of, of recognition. And so I just worked really hard. There you go. Oh, very interesting. Movement coaches and all sorts of stuff that she had to do with regards to that role. Oh, very exciting. Very exciting. Now, we did also ask her because in this series, there's going to be a very difficult scene, as we all know, about the night that she died. It is going to be obviously portrayed in the series. So she was asked as well about the night that Diana died and how that that's going to come across to us, the audience. Uh, it, was, it was very focused on set. Um, the, the, the pieces of that, um, pieces of those scenes that are about the paparazzi, it was really important to us as the actors and the director that we create the a kind of accurate version of that atmosphere and that's a very aggressive atmosphere so we sort of shoot them like we shot them like stunts but we were also kind of in that environment for many many days i mean we sort of it's an accumulation of weeks of being in this kind of strange cycle of of being in cars out of cars and being surrounded but i have to say you, you really only have to be you know i think the very first sort of piece of that we shot was a piece where the car is stopped around a roundabout and the car is sort of surrounded by the paparazzi and I think um yeah we, we you know we rolled on it they shot it and I I mean I, it's probably a lot of the times it's really the first take that you're seeing in in that episode too because what happens in your body is so it's it's such an innate fight or flight reaction and and you just feel so deeply trapped that you can't, you know, move away. And um, yeah. Khaled and I, who placed it, you know, I think they, someone called Cud, and then we looked at each other and thought, holy heck, you know, that's kind of unbearable. So okay. it was, it was, it was difficult. Yeah. Obviously, very, very difficult for them to film that. But we're going to have to wait and see what it's like on the screen. Netflix series of The Crown coming our way tomorrow. First, to a couple of episodes on Netflix. Can't wait. There's Pink with Perfect and LMFM's 11 to 1. How would you like a nice 50 euro love Drogheda gift card? I have that up for grabs. All the details on the way. The 11 to 1 show. It's competition time. Yes. We want you to unlock the magic of Drogheda's unique shops with a Love Drogheda gift card. And I have another 50 euro Love Drogheda gift card to give away today. You can enjoy delicious dining and lots more with this card this Christmas. It's accepted in over 220 local businesses, including bars and restaurants, boutiques, fashion and spas. There is something for everyone and you can very easily purchase this online, lovedrahada.ie. So how would you like a nice early Christmas present of 50 euro Love Drahada gift card? All you have to do, very, very simple. WhatsApp or text me the words Love Drahada to 086-1800-658 and you could be getting your hands on that lovely gift card. 220 local businesses as well signed up to this. Very, very good. And you know what? If you're looking for somebody for something for somebody you know that part, look we all have them somebody in our lives who has everything or somebody in our lives who's awkward do you know what I mean why not get them one of these for Christmas takes the hassle out for you and they can spend it in over 220 local businesses so get whatsapping and texting 086 1800 658 I also want to mention 
Uh, the Scotch Hall Shopping Centre. This is fantastic as well. I want to say big congratulations to Sean Brady. He won €400 euro worth of goodies and a glam session <laughs> from Be Perfect Cosmetics. Maybe he's given it to his partner. Listen, he might be going for it himself. Who knows? And a €150 euro voucher from fashion retailer DV8. That is all part of Santa's Shop in Snap promotion that is running in all outlets in Scotch Hall Shopping Centre in Drada. So every time you spend €30 euro or more in any of the shops in Scotch Hall, you're in with a chance to win some great prizes. Christmas vouchers, there's a year free cinema in there. There's a PlayStation 5 as well. And this week's prize is €500 euro voucher from Best uh, Menswear in Scotch Hall. So all you do is you upload a picture of your receipt using Scotch Hall's QR code form, uh, entry form and stay tuned right here to see if you are one of the lucky winners. And Marie Shania Twain with Unhealthy. Just want to remind you if you want to do something with the family and get in the festive spirit. Well, this Friday and Saturday, the Frostiful Winter Festival is going to be happening in Dundalk with the Arts and Christmas Fairs. Oh, you know, that is just now the epitome of building up the, the vibe of Christmas, isn't it? You know, these amazing Christmas markets where you find amazing food that I can never walk by without buying <laughs> the stuff in the stalls and also really unique gifts as well. So one of those Arts and Christmas Fairs is going to be in Market Square this Friday and Saturday from 11am. Also the switching on of the Christmas lights and the Carnival of Light Parade is happening this coming Friday at 7pm and preceded beforehand by music by top band The Urge as well. So it's going to be live music and there's a full programme of events happening for this Saturday. All of the details, you can find them on the Frostival Facebook page. So that is your weekend sorted for you. Codeline, High Hopes and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, is it a fox? Is it a middle-aged man in Lycra? No, it's Super Bogger. We're going to be talking about this with Claire Monley and Aaron Monaghan next. The 11 to 1 show. Forget Superman, Batman and the Avengers, there's a new superhero in town. It's Ireland's first modern day superhero, a man who does not shoot lasers from his eyes. He can't lift cars over his head. No, this guy is unique. He's super bogger. Developed from the minds of two of Ireland's most exciting actors, writers and directors, Live and Dread Theatre Company presents the world premiere of Super Bogger. It's a roller coaster of a show, a deep dive into the frazzled mind of an Irish dad whose chance encounter with a radioactive fox leaves him with strange superpowers. The show is opening in Cavan next week. It's also coming to Drogheda for two nights. I caught up with the writer and actor at Claire Monley and also Aaron Monaghan about this earlier on and this is the interview. I don't know where to start with this, right? Only an Irish superhero could be bitten by a radioactive fox, first of all. I was laughing so much, guys, at the description of this show. And Aaron, with his puffed out chest on the poster, I just know that this is going to be such a fun show. Yeah, well, that that's the idea of it. Um, obviously, I wanted to. I'm a huge comic book fan. I wanted to play a superhero for a long time, and uh, thought like we might make the world's first Irish superhero. But because he's Irish, uh, he'd have to be bitten by not a spider or something cool. It'd have to be something like a fox, and so therefore he doesn't have the best powers in the world because you know he's from the country and he's a bit Irish. But um, it's a lot of fun. It's it, it's it's like a big Marvel movie and uh, a Ga County final uh, <laughs> match 
all rolled into uh, a one-man 70-minute theatre show. So it's a lot of fun, yeah. Oh, I love that description of it as well. Now, and this is something I didn't know about you. I didn't know that you were a massive comic book nerd. Like, would you have loads of comic books stashed, like, in, in the attic? Or, you know, would you be that guy that's, like, in line for the Marvel movie? Uh, yeah, I, I I would a little bit. Yeah, I've um, I don't have a huge amount of comic books because I kind of um, I got older and I realised that you know I have to make room for babies and things like that. So I got rid of a lot of them. But yeah, I I would have done a lot of midnight screenings for Batman movies and Marvel movies, and it's just always been um, I've I've always been a little fan of of Superman and Batman and uh, the Flash and stuff like that. So this is kind of like my. I won't say my midlife crisis, but uh, I kind of I kind of think that, you know, m- maybe Marvel aren't going to come knocking on the door to put me in their next big uh, action flick. So I'm going to have to do it myself. So I, I turned to Claire Monley uh, to to um, r- write that part for me. And she's um, and she's given me the part, thankfully. Oh, fantastic. Claire, tell, talk to me about this, because uh, Aaron obviously had this character for, for Barry West rolling around in his head. What did you make of it when? He came to you. Were you like, oh, God, this is a total midlife crisis? Or what was your, your response to this? No, I mean, it made it made perfect sense for me knowing Aaron as long as I have and knowing how big a Batman fan he was, that he would want to play a character like this. And um, and it seemed like too good an opportunity to pass up, considering that in, his, in the entirety of his incredibly uh, storied career, that he'd never actually done a one-man show before, which I still find oh, so hard to believe. That's so the, to I did not know that, yeah. I know it's crazy. So to get the opportunity to be the writer to to make that happen was just way too good um, a chance to to pass up. And um, I suppose when we, we originally worked together for the first time on Charlie's Klepto, which was my one person mm-hmm. show, and um, this Superbogger feels kind of like a as Aaron would say, kind of a brother or a sister piece to that. So it's it's a we meet a person at a moment in their life when they're kind of in a moment of crisis and we get to follow them through that journey over the course of the time that we're with them. And it's it's funny and it's wild and it's hilarious and it's a bit fantastical, obviously, but it's also has a heart and it has a, hopefully will speak to audiences in lots of ways. Oh, absolutely. And like, you know, you got, I suppose, you, like people will know, obviously, that you cut your teeth, I suppose, in comedy and you're a fantastic comedic writer yourself. So is it, but I would imagine it's it's challenging to, to write comedy, but it, it obviously comes easy to you, Claire. Oh, nothing comes easy. <laughs> um, I mean, it's definitely, um, I suppose I, I would actually, I would, I would struggle to write something that was entirely, entirely serious and mm. earnest without any level of comedy. And I think most Irish writers do. Like, I think that's a, that's the kind of the skill of the Irish storyteller is that you can you can tell a story that has heart and maybe a bit of tragedy in it. But we, we do it slightly tongue in cheek and, and always with the view to making our audience laugh and bring them along with us on a journey. So it's just I think it's a natural inclination of all Irish writers is to is to kind of lace all your tragedy with a bit of comedy. Oh, de- definitely. And I mean, something like this, you know, a rural Irish superhero. I mean, what a better, you know, medium to, ha- to have cr- the crack with. So tell us about the plot. Tell us about Barry. He's a bit sort of all over the place, really, when we meet him. Um, yeah, Barry is kind of he's landed back in, in the the small Irish town that he came from, that he had left behind a long time ago, never planning to return to. He's He's lost his job. He's. His wife has been headhunted by the local tech firm to come back to this place. And he has a lot of kind of unresolved 
grief and issues with the town and he doesn't really want to be there but now he's there with his three small kids and he's a stay-at-home dad which wasn't necessarily his plan so we meet him at a point where I suppose he's he's going through a bit of a a crisis I suppose and then this this unusual fox turns up and, and kind of turns everything on its head. Okay, and and Aaron, often in 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 comic book movies, you know, we get a great montage of the character getting to grips with his powers. You know, Peter Parker saying "Go web" to his web sling. You know, all this sort of stuff. Do we have a montage, or how does how does Barry cope with his new powers? It's all in there, uh, Sinead. It's it's very much we're we're, we're we've taken the superhero. Uh, movie formula because it is a formula and we've stuck rigidly to it so that audiences kind of will will recognize that there's the oh I can't deal with this then there's the radioactive um, incident and then there's like oh my god I've got new powers and then he gets used to them then he gets a little bit cocky with them and and then there's of course there's the rise of the supervillain and Ooh. there's the reckoning with that and there's there's a lot of montages and there's a lot of there's there's a massive big it, it, it culminates in a in a huge fight um between the superhero and the supervillain which is fairly fantastical which happens uh in the middle of uh, a Ga county final at the same <laughs> time so it can't get any more dramatic it's um the, the best way to describe it is claire claire wrote uh, the most fantastic line i've ever uh, read um what uh, when it when it come culminates in the final battle she wrote this line saying they fight it is epic i love it <laughs> I love it. So we're in the middle of putting all that together right now. <laughs> and uh, can we just reiterate, this is a one-man show, so you're pretty much well, fighting with yourself. <laughs> well, it, it 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 is a one-man show to to yeah for for the for the most part. But I like I don't mind saying that we have cheated a little bit. Okay. Um, Barry Barry interacts with uh, lots of characters, and originally there were going to be sort of voices that I was going to do, mm. but um, Claire, we kind of came up with this idea that Claire wrote all these other characters into it and they suddenly have now become voiceovers so as well as you know it is just me on stage but we have I think we've a, a, about a dozen of the best actors in the country who have lent their voices oh, to brilliant. the other characters in play so you have Seamus O'Rourke and Manus Halligan and Cathy Belton and Claire Barris and uh, like a dozen of the best actors in the country helping me out there on stage and generously supporting me and not, not making me feel so lonely and terrified. Oh fantastic now this is small town Ireland and in Ireland like we're not sort of you know we don't like people to get above their station like this is not America going it's Superman you know if this was in Ireland we'd be like ah who's your man in tights like what's he at there do you know so is there a bit of that going on as well? Um, There's there's a little bit of a, I, I, I'd nearly say that's more from Barry's perspective yeah. that you know he he He's in the town that he got to the he got to the big smoke and he had the great job and now he's landed back here, and I think actually I I think Claire has described it before as it's kind of a love letter to small towns really and that um that fact that you can be very supportive and find that you know uh, community spirit and that support in those places like like the Gar or you know just small towns in general and there's a feeling in the play that if Barry would just open himself up to that he might be in a better place but I think I think that's the journey of discovery that he's going on. Yeah, I think I think Barry is in a place where he finds all that kind of interest in his life a bit oppressive, but it's really people kind of looking out for him, maybe being a bit worried about him mm. and where he is. And he gets drawn back into playing guy again. He was a big guy star as a teenager. And instead of, I suppose he has to come around from feeling that, feeling all that input in his life as kind of 
invasive to to seeing the upside to the small town and the ga community and everything as being a a real support network for him and for his family so that's kind of the journey that we go on with them over the course of the play fantastic and and i know something that's really important to you guys is to bring stuff like this bring shows like this out of dublin so you're coming to cavin next week and then you're going to be coming back to drawhead for two nights as well we just we can't not go to draw it and out Nate. It's yeah. just part of our makeup. We just <laughs> there's no best for doing work that we're gonna end up in Drihad at some point. So we're really, really excited to bring it there. Yeah, and to Roscommon and Longford and Galway. I think it's a show that will really resonate in all those places. Oh, definitely will. And okay, before I let you go, I have to ask, because you know, it could happen, guys, it could happen. If Marvel did come calling, would you take the part first of all, and would you hope that it's a villain or the hero? Oh, I mean, yes is the answer. I would definitely take the call <laughs> and I probably don't care. I'd, I'd just be in a Marvel movie. Um, so yeah, if, if if Marvel are listening, um, the phone is open. <laughs> You'd have to run back to wife, of course, and we'd have to organise childcare and all that. Oh, of course. Sure we could work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I could see you, either of you actually, playing a fantastic villain. The villain is the best. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, Aaron, you kind of have Riddler vibes. I'm surprised they went with Paul Dano. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I can I can do a good sixties Batman Riddler. I think I think I'll bring it back to the <laughs> oh, Well fantastic guys. I'm not gonna keep you from rehearsals any longer, but thank you both so so much for joining me. Really looking forward to seeing this on the stage. Thanks for being tonight. Aaron Monaghan, Claire Monley, super bugger. It's coming the 29th and 30th of November to Drihid Arts Centre, drihid.com for that. And also it's having its premiere the 22nd and 23rd of November in the Town Hall in Cavan at 8pm. The 11 to 1 show. We are going back in time and the razor, the Gillette razor specifically popping up in the Northeast Update. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 1904, a guy called King C. Gillette, he patents the Gillette razor blade. Yeah, this is the first manufacturer of a razor with disposable blades. And you know... It is the best. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, and today is Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Yeah, I know, I know. Look, at it could be Whirlpool Corporation behind this. I don't know, but it's time. That mouldy piece of carrot and lettuce at the back of your fridge. How long has it been there? Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Mara said, singing about bad luck. It's not irony. It's just bad luck. Ironic on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, we're going to be meeting the author behind Stories from the Heart of Ireland. Now, this book features a host of famous faces and they are hoping to raise funds for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We're going to be chatting to Brendan Power all about that. Now, as well as that, we're going to be chatting about the latest trend. It is taking the internet by storm and lazy lumps out there are going to absolutely love this because it involves staying in bed yeah yeah all that and more on the way after 12 news 
the 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. There's a new trend sweeping the internet and all those lazy lumps out there are going to love this because it involves staying in bed. More after George Ezra. On air, online, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazzle with you. And we can blame the internet for this because this is the latest trend sweeping the internet and people who are lazy are going to love this. Now, I'm not sure about the terminology around this. Bed rotting. Like that just, to me, connotes some sort of slob in dirty sheets. That's kind of what I think that is. But this is the latest trend to take the internet by storm. Now, we have all done it. We've all wanted a duvet day, haven't we? Not in recent times. I have children. They don't like sleep, you know. So I'm up out of bed most mornings very, very early, including the weekends. However, on TikTok, users are saying that they have, uh, I suppose, been practicing bed rotting. Is that the best way? Now, they say that this is a coping mechanism for if they're struggling with anxiety or stress. So they sort of just stay in bed, watch Netflix, order a takeaway or just relax under the sheets. And apparently psychologists are saying that doing too much of this can actually have a negative impact on people's mental health. So, you know, you can have a good lazy day. That's grand. But if you're doing this all the time, this bed rotting, it could be sort of harmful. So they're saying when we spend our days laying in bed and engaged in passive activities, we limit the opportunity to encounter reinforcement and meaning in our lives. You know the way if you do have a day like this, a duvet day, or you know over Christmas where you sort of don't change out your pyjamas for the day, that's acceptable. But any day past sort of Stevens's day and I'm kind of going, no, I'm feeling a bit rotten now. I need to, I'm sluggish. I'm feeling a bit just, ugh. that's all I can say, you know, with regards to this. So there you go. Bed rotting. People are using it to sort of recharge maybe cope with stress and anxiety but if you're doing this consecutive days in a row I don't know maybe you need more help than that you know now I do know people who after a long day come home fully clothed by the way and just sort of go into the bed and throw the duvet over them and just have a little sit now that I can get on board with that's not so much bed rotting that's just kind of having a bit of a me time with the old duvet flung over your legs I've often done that now now, again, before I've had children, because you wouldn't have a minute's peace. But there you go. Bed rotting. New trend. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Max. Viola Davis opened up about playing Dr. Volumnia Gall in The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes at the Los Angeles premiere. Here's what she said. I had the best time torturing the young people. <laughs> I just remember the classroom scene and just... You know, sometimes I feel that people see me as so maternal and good. I have people who want to hug me at Target. <laughs> and grown men. So it was very, just a pleasure to play, not a very huggable character. <laughs> um, I will say, step outside of my comfort zone and to be a part of this franchise. With the Hollywood strikes over, The White Lotus could be coming back pretty soon. Season 3 of The White Lotus is expected to begin filming in February in Thailand. Niall Horan has been talking about great advice that he's gotten. He was speaking during The Voice USA. I've been very lucky to have had great conversations with great musicians and producers over the years. 
I think probably the most important to me was probably Don Henley. You know, my first ever concert was an Eagles concert. It's someone that I respect and have in such high regard for obvious reasons. You know, he would give me some great advice and he taught me to really be myself in every choice that I make musically. Don't just do what everyone else is doing just for the sake of it, you know. Individuality is what made him so big and the Eagles so big. So trying to follow that is some of the best advice you can ever get. That's The Buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Great advice there from Don Henley. Here he is with the Eagles taking it easy. Now, what has Ashburn's Orla Frawley, Drumree's Damien Bailout got in common with a Paralympian called Jason Smith? Well, they are all part of a very special book. It's called Stories from the Heart of Ireland and the proceeds from the book are going to raise uh, funds, much needed funds for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. We're going to talk to the man behind the book, Brendan Power. He's a former journalist and broadcaster. He's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show with Gilmore. From household names to housewives, 59 people have donated their time and talent to provide a story of hope and resilience for a new book. It's called Stories from the Heart of Ireland and it's going to be used to raise funds for Make-A-Wish Ireland and help them make dreams come true for young children with life-threatening conditions. Joining me now to tell us more is author of the book, former broadcaster and journalist Brendan Power is on the line. Good afternoon, Brendan. Good afternoon, Sinead. Thank you very much. Great to have you on the show. Now, this is such a lovely idea, Brendan, and it's something I think we could all do with. Uh, these are, as the book title suggests, stories with a lot of heart. They really are. And every every story on there, by the way, is true. So uh, they're stories from the people who wrote them. Some of them go back a bit in history, but everything in there is true. And the quality of the stories for me is great. They're full of hope. They're full of inspiration. And one of the things I like about it as well is that each one only takes oh, between five and 15 minutes to read. So you can dip in and out of the book whenever you like. You can start at the beginning, of course, and work through, or you can just pick and choose as you go along. Yeah, I love books like that because so often we don't get time to kind of sit down and, and read a book cover to cover. So I love that sort of thing where you can dip in and out. But where did the idea for the book come from, Brendan? Um, well, actually, I was prompted by a friend of mine, and I wrote a book, or I, I say I wrote a book. Mm. I put a book together about 20 years ago, similar to this, and a friend of mine was reading it, and he said, time you did another one. Well, the obvious choice was to do it for Make-A-Wish, because my, uh, my granddaughter was a beneficiary of Make-A-Wish. Uh, she went to Lapland, where she met Father Christmas. As a result, Make-A-Wish took her there. And by the way, it was the real Father Christmas. Ooh. I know that. I know that because she told me. And also because a fortnight later, all the presents she asked for were under the Christmas tree. So it must have been the real one. Oh, listen, so, absolutely the real one. It really was. And and Neve, your your granddaughter, um, very precious uh, uh, to you and your family. And like a lot of families around the country, as you say, your your family was a Make-A-Wish family. And, and sadly, you, you lost Neve. We did, yeah. She was nine years old. <clears throat> I still find it hard to talk about it. 
Yeah, nine. Oh, God yeah. almighty, yeah. yeah. That's so, yeah. so, so young. And, and, and Brendan, yeah. did something like this, like did putting the book together in, in her memory, in her honour, because Neve's story is, is very much included in this, has that helped with healing and, and, and the grieving process at all? A great deal. Writing it was probably the hardest thing I've ever written, but it it, it really did help. Yes, yeah, it was great. And uh, when you when I know, I think about it, and all the royalties from the book will go straight to the charity, and as they don't get any government funding, mm. you know, it's a real honour to do that. Um, so yeah, I was I was absolutely thrilled to do it thrilled to do it and take and, me back uh, to that time in, in Lapland because that must have been you know like through such darkness and such kind of you know struggle yeah. that the family and Neve was going through to have something like this must have just brought real joy and magic at a time when, when not just Neve but everybody needed it oh yes yeah when, when Make-A-Wish told us they were sending her there um <clears throat> I don't think we needed to walk anywhere after that. We were flying. We were five feet off the ground. It was fantastic. Neve couldn't wait. She went with her mother. And uh, we couldn't wait for her to come back to hear all about it. And she was absolutely buzzing. Now, for somebody who was going through what she was going through, the smile on her face, and she, you'd think there was nothing wrong at all. Mm. So, so they, did, they worked a miracle, really. It was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. And that's what um, they do, isn't it, Make-A-Wish? They oh, it perform is. miracles, yeah. It is. I would challenge anybody here, have a look at Make-A-Wish website, Make-A-Wish Island website, and there's a page on there which shows you a lot of the wishes they've granted. And I would challenge you to go through that without having to wipe a tear from your mm. eye. It is, although it's sad, at the same time, it's really joyous. It's wonderful to see. And uh, there's a couple of stories in the book about children who have benefited from Make-A-Wish as well. One of them, it's, uh, it's, I'm not allowed to have a favourite story. Yeah, of course. But I, do, I, do, I do have a favourite title, and that's the, the first story in the book. <clears throat> a little girl, Gillian Dempsey, she was two years old when she got cystic fibrosis. But two years old, she couldn't pronounce cystic fibrosis. Mm. So she told everybody she had 65 roses. I love that story. I've heard that from uh, yeah. the, the Cystic Fibrosis uh, Society before about yeah. uh, helping kids to pronounce. I love that story. 65 it's roses. It's fabulous. Yeah. I've read that, read that story half a dozen times. And, and I love it every time. And as you rightly yeah. said at the start there, you know, there's a lot of anguish going on there's a lot of people feeling a range of different emotions about things that's going on in the world there's a heaviness out there something like this is going to really as you say inspire and uplift people a lot of these stories are about endurance and overcoming adversity and obstacle oh yes yeah there's um well as an example jason smith oh yeah what a guy he lost yeah, lost 90% of his vision, which most of us would have just flopped down at that. But he went on to become the fastest Paralympian ever. He's an amazing guy. Um, Tommy Fleming, the singer, again, in a massive car crash, mm. could have lost his voice, all sorts, but fought his way back. It's, it's just, and there's a, a teenager, a college student, James Saunders, who was also involved in a car crash and fought his way back. And that is I won't tell you what the story is because mm. it's so good you have to read it. But I remember when I was reading that first time, 
I got about halfway through it and I was thinking, oh, this is really good. And then at the halfway mark, bang, it suddenly changes direction. Mm. And I thought, well, I wasn't expecting that at all. And it, it is, it, it's wonderful. It really is wonderful. Amazing. And does actually, it, a lot of the people, like, because you've got really famous faces, you've me- mentioned just a couple of them there, alongside, as you say, ha- like household names to housewives. I mean, it's, it's everyday people in there as well, which I love that you have this mix. When you approached the, the famous faces, they obviously jumped on board straight away for something like this. They did. And people like, um, you know, Kathy Kelly mm. sold millions and millions of books. There's only too happy to help out billionaire John Magnier. Again, uh, Tommy Fleming have already mentioned. Even the chief of the Defence Forces, General Sean Clancy, he did a story as well. So, yeah, they were all in there. But, you know, for me, it is really more about the ordinary people, yeah. ordinary people like you and me. I think their stories are I, just I, cu- I couldn't agree with you more, Brendan, because people often ask me on this show, oh, you know, who's the person that you most remember talking to or, you know, who's the most famous? They're kind of looking for that sort of answer. And I yeah. always will go back to, as you say, oh, the lady from wherever who did whatever. It's always right. the, the, the everyday. And what listeners surprise me all the time with things that they, you know, even message in and I get great crack out of it and I get, you know, yeah. uh, I have an overactive tear duct, Brendan. They know this. I cry <laughs> at stuff as well. So, but like you say, it, it that is what I tre- treasure the most, the every person story, because we can connect on that level, can't we? That's right. That's right. They're, ju- they're just like us and they've had something in their lives has happened in this book a hardship a tragedy something and we've all had them you know we've all had hardships we've all had bad times we've all had good times as well hopefully but we know what it's like so we can we can go along with them and say yeah that's that's what happened to me and this is like i went through so yeah it's great and also of course the famous people as we say mm. it's interesting to see that when they write they're ordinary people as well of course you know, they are just people at the end of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and that's I mean, that's exactly it. And I think people need to, to, to hear that and, and, and to read that. Now, we mentioned uh, all of the proceeds are going to go to Make-A-Wish Foundation. They yes. really, really rely on the, the public, don't they, support to, to continue to grant these these wishes? Because really, they don't, they don't get an awful lot of funding. It is really predominantly our generosity that keeps them going. It is, it is 100% donations they do not get one single penny from the government or from any uh, statutory organization mm. so it's whatever we give them that does it and that's why i say have a look at the website see the wishes that were made and then you'll want to donate and what i like one of the things i like about this book somebody said to me many years ago that what we should all do is try to do a good turn every day without getting found out mm. he said if he get found out doesn't count and this is a way of doing that because we can go out and buy the book. By doing that, we're helping some child who will never know it was us. Yes. But we'll know and we can be proud about it. Oh, I love that. I'm going to definitely take that into my own life. I think that's absolutely the key. And, you know, from from experiences that I've had in the in the past, giving back, whether it's a voluntary thing or whatever it is, it absolutely stays with you and, you know, oh, yes. it, it, it will make you feel good. It really will. And we could all do with a lot of that. We really could. I, I commend <laughs> you for this, Brendan. I think it's a, a fantastic book. I think Neve uh, will be so thrilled to be immortalised in, in, in the pages of this book as thank well you. and to be the inspiration behind this. Uh, I thank you so much for sharing your story and for joining us today.
Thank you, Sinead. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Brendan Power there. Stories from the heart of Ireland. It is out now in all bookshops and you can find out more as well on Make-A-Wish Ireland's website. The 11 to 1 show. Five, keeping on moving. I have a 50 euro love Drogheda gift card up for grabs today. Yes. Because we want to unlock the magic of Christmas and unlock the magic of Drogheda's unique shops as well. Delicious dining and lots more with a love Drogheda gift card this Christmas. It's accepted in 220 local businesses, including bars and restaurants, boutiques, fashions and spas. There is something for everyone. Easy purchase online at lovedrogheda.ie. So if you would like this 50 euro Love Drogheda gift card, all you have to do, very simple, WhatsApp or text me the words Love Drogheda to 86 658 Don't forget to put your own details on it as well. And we're going to pick a winner very, very shortly. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes. Backed by Gosh Energy. Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes. Visit localheroes.ie. Mag Trust Limited requires general operatives and machinists to join their production team in Tully Allen. To apply, please email keith at magtrust.com. Hoys DIY Castle Bellingham require a full-time yard assistant. Please apply with your cover letter and CV to jobs at hoysdiy.ie. The closing date for that one is the 24th of November. Part-time carer required to support a lady in her own home in Kingscourt. If you're interested, please call June. She's on 085 720 3792. That's 085 720 3792. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Gosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation visit localheroes.ie Taylor Swift Cruel Summer on LMFM's 11 to 1 it is going to be a cold winter that is for sure and we're thinking very much of people that are sleeping rough on our streets because Draw the Homeless Aid annuals Christmas sleep out that is going to be happening on Saturday the 2nd of December. And the manager, Tracy McCauley, is asking people of Drada to get involved in the fundraising efforts. So the organisation has been helping homeless people since the 1980s. They are in need of funds. They're relying on us to help keep the doors open. So they're holding uh, the sleep out um, and uh, they're encouraging people to contact them. OK, so the sleep out's happening December 2nd. It is uh, coordinated by their fundraising coordinator, Rachel Thompson and Tracy. And they're going to involve personalities sleeping out in West Street and bucket collections will take place on the street. So Drogheda's relentless MMA hero Kieran Clark is going to be helping out which is fantastic and the chairperson um, uh, of the uh, organisation uh, Reverend Ian Jamieson says that the generosity of Drogheda people was unsurpassed and he hopes that they will have similar generosity this Christmas. They always are fantastic really and truly. Anyone wishing to get involved should contact Drogheda Homeless Aid so you can get them on 041 Nine eight three double four nine two. So that's oh four one nine eight three double four nine two. If you'd like to get involved, oh, the eleven to one show. E-L-M-F-M.
<laughs> it worked. It actually worked. I'm so thrilled about this. Christine has been on 086-1800-658. Yesterday on the show, we were chatting about condensation on the windows. It drives us absolutely berserk during the wintertime. And I do not have the money to be forking out to upgrade my windows. So we need a hack in our lives. And yesterday I mentioned this hack. Now, look, bear with us. It does actually work, according to Christine. So you get an old sock. You put the cat litter, so get some cat litter, good kind of absorbent cat litter. Put the cat litter in the sock, place it on the windowsill and uh, Bob's your uncle. No condensation on the windows. Christine has verified that this actually works. So there you go, people. I also saw as well that if you want to um, just get some uh, salt on a plate, if you're kind of a bit weird about the cat litter thing, I understand that. Get some salt, stick it on a plate or in a bowl, leave it on the windowsill. And there you go as well. The, the salt will absorb all of that condensation and you can sort of just wake up in the morning and have fantastic windows free of all of that. So there you go. It actually works. There's Dido with Thank You and LMFM's 11 to 1. want to say congratulations, Noel Kerwin in Clarehead. You are getting our Love Drahada gift card today. Congratulations to you. Don't forget, if you'd like to get your hands on one, lovedrahada.ie. There's Van the Man, bright side of the road. That is my lot uh, for today. Paul McKenna is going to be in the hot seat tomorrow, but I will be back with you again on Friday. I'll chat to you then. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.